welcome to Pushing Buttons. This is the bi-weekly podcast where we talk about video games and then some other stuff sometimes because we like to derail conversation. Naturally. All the time. Hello. You know, I can't wait till we can do this live, actually. Because when, when we start being be able fun. to do this live is when we start doing a pre-show and a post-show. And then all the stuff that we talk about before and after... You're, you're talking about a live audience, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we sell out an auditorium, there's people, and we can of like, Hey, you. Of course. Yeah, yeah we're going to go yeah. to Caroline's on Broadway. Yep. And I, that would be great if we could ever do a live show. That would be fun. But no, just like a live Twitch show. That'd be great because all the shit that I talk, to, talk about Me. Kyle would be, you know, <laughs> public knowledge rather than just something we laugh about I'm when we trouble start recording. I'm the troublemaker He's the crazy one. <laughs> anyway, my name is Kevin. <laughs> my name's Robert. And I'm the troublemaker, Kyle. <laughs> it's, it's accurate, yeah. Settling in nicely. <laughs> uh, as you might be able to tell from our background here, oh. from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> wow. that That's troublemaking Crazy right there. Kyle. Yeah, see, this is what I'm good at. About once or twice <laughs> or more times per episode, we bring up Ubisoft. Quite a bit. Sometimes I love them, sometimes I a hate lot. them. We all have opinions on them, mm-hmm. and... Today we're actually going to be going into some detail about Ubisoft and like all the different games, what we like about them, what we don't like about them. We want your guys' information and input yes. on the conversation yes. as well. That'd be great. You can hit us up on Twitter. Um, you guys don't need to follow us on at Pushing Buttons P. I don't think we're going to be using that one so much anymore. Um, if you want to keep up a, yeah. with us individually, though, I'm at Impulse G66. I'm at Too Spooky for Robert. Number the two. number two and the number four. Monumentous Kyle. Ooh, you can't say no to that. He's so seductive. It's great stuff. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on tw- 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 Twitch. <laughs> we, we do still play video games on Twitch every now and then. Twitch.tv uh, yeah. It's, it's slowed down a bit, but I've been trying Real to get back into Real life sucks. It. Let's put it that way. You know, we're, we're working a full-time job. We're doing this because we love this, and we love doing the, the Twitch stuff, too, because we just like talking to people about video games. We do. It's what we talk about in our downtime. I also love talking about professional wrestling. If you watch me on Twitch, I will talk about professional wrestling as well. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. I don't think Ubisoft has done a pro wrestling game. Not, not yet, anyway. Nah. Open world. It's the cards. So it's an open world game where you'd go from town to town trying to find the toughest pro wrestler. And all you'd be doing, all I'd be doing is judging their theme music because that's the most interesting part of a lot of wrestling anymore. So I think it'd be better if you just go and wrassle random people. Wrassle? Wrassle. Wrassle. you got to yeah. wrassle them. Yeah. I am Wrassler. Wrassler. Remember Wrassler from Dexter's Lab? I never watched No, wait. Monkey. Uh, you guys don't know it? I never watched Randy Dexter's Savage Lab. voiced him, man. I didn't know that. Oh shit! Ooh yeah, I used to watch yeah, Laboratory back in the day, but I don't remember that in particular. Yeah, it was like the the spinoff, the, the monkey superhero, and he was like was facing. Spin-off? Yeah, because Monkey was like his assistant, and then he became a superhero, <laughs> and he had several episodes, like spinoff episodes, and Rastlor was one of them. The more you know, <laughs> great go back and episode. watch Dexter's Laboratory, but you can't do that. Twitch.tv slash pushing buttons. No. <laughs> Anything else that we do, though, you can find at pushingbuttonspodcast.com. And yes. uh, before we get to the whole Ubisoft thing of the day, what have you guys been up to the last couple of weeks? Well, I'll go first because mine's pretty short. Uh, I'm going to dance. I beat God of War. <gasps> nice. uh, for me, almost like two weeks ago now. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It, it really is a great game. Um, still not sure if I would have it as my personal game of the year. It would definitely be oh, yeah. in the top three, 
I mean, for sure. From last year? Yeah. What what place would it be? He said in the top three. No, but what place in the top three? That's important. That's important I, information. I don't know. Are I you didn't like give it comparing that to stuff? Spider-Man and Red Dead 2? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So, I mean, good company. I just, I don't, yeah, I have I a hard time naming one thing, like, the best thing of the year for me because uh, I love each one for a different thing. So. That's why I, when I was doing yeah. the game of the year, like coming up with how we were going to come up with our games of the year for last year, that's why I did it the way that I did. Mm-hmm. That's the only fair number. way to do it, yeah. Yeah, because I can't really choose one. I had a hard time myself doing that. So mm-hmm. giving points to them and tallying up that way kind of made sense. Yeah. Also, I do want to apologize if my voice is a little uh, off this week. I've been what? sick for the past week, so sorry, guys. Yeah, you better Especially be. audio listeners. <laughs> Um, but yeah, after that, I, as opposed to how else would you listen if not with audio? On the video. I'm saying yeah. audio only listeners instead audio of like video. Only. Yeah. Like okay. if you have your headphones on, I'm sorry. Well, when <laughs> I watch it on video, I still t- typically have headphones well, on. Well, not it's everyone's you. <laughs> um, so anyways, after that, I, <laughs> Mind <blown>. the more, you know, um, I booted up uh, Detroit for a little bit. I wanted to start playing that. Oh, for yeah. My I forgot game. you were playing that. Gotten. Yeah. Uh, the initial first half hour that I played that day. Oh, okay. And then I have not played any games the past two weeks, except for this past weekend. I did put in Ghost Recon Wildlands again oh, for about an hour because I had just finished Narcos season or Narcos Mexico, the first season, and it got me in a mood for some narco that looks really weird on camera i was adjusting the soundboard <laughs> just so you all get your are hands aware. off me kevin <laughs> yeah i was turning robert up a little bit <laughs> yeah you were <laughs> making sure he's turned um so i played that for about an hour because i was kind of in that you know like uh taking down cartel members kind yeah. of mood and then that's it i haven't gamed at all i've just been watching a ton of tv so yeah that's that's basically it nice where are you yeah. i think you should go next I take too long. <laughs> we need a pre-show. <laughs> um, what have I been up to? I started watching Letterkenny at at Roberts. Uh, I'm good at recommending shows, so if you ever yeah, specifically watch to me yeah. because I think I think Robert understands my tastes more than anybody in life. Unagi, Unagi at this point, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot of Far Cry Four, which is the other reason why. We are talking about Ubisoft today. Ubisoft. Um, I've actually played, I'm about 60% of the way through it now, according to the wow. in-game percentage. Nice. How many At hours respect? is that? 23 or 24. Very 25. It's a big so, time scene for you. Mid-20s. You don't put a lot of hours in the games frequently. Dude, when I'm playing this game, and I'm going to get into this when we talk about the main topic, I get sucked in. You I'll, do. I'll explain more later. Cause it's, yeah, I'll explain more later. Um, okay. Other than that, I did try out Wargroove. Wargroove is fun. Oh, yeah. I, I am, you streamed it. I'm, yeah, I did. I streamed Far Cry as well. You did. But I am terrible at turn-based strategies. I, absolutely mm. horrible. It is beyond beyond saving. I, I, I just... just No. <laughs> Great game, though. I really loved the, the ambiance and the way the story was being told, the, the levity behind it, and mm. the, the turn-based... Everything clicked. Even though I'm terrible at coming up with strategies in a turn-based strategy game, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was very simplistic in how it was in how it's designed. It's a very it, it it's it harkens back, of course, to Advance Wars, like we were talking about on the last episode. Um, yeah, it's 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 a great game if you like turn-based strategies at all. I highly recommend uh, Wargroove. It's it's really good. Um, I played High Hell. Did it, was that before the last episode of the podcast? 
I think it was, yeah. Okay. I think so. Oh, it was after we recorded, but before it came out, I think. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Hi Hell, a uh, little indie first-person shooter. You can watch the, the VOD of it on twitch.tv slash pushing buttons, but that's, uh, man, that game's weird. It's It was, I don't know who developed it, but it was published by Devolver Digital, who, if you've seen any of the games that they publish, you know it's fucking wacky out there, crazy bullshit. It's great. Wacky, crazy, out there bullshit, I think, should be like the tagline on the back of the box if it wasn't a digital-only game. Or the name of the sequel. High hell, wacky, did I, I don't even remember what I said, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. That sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I beat Red Dead Redemption 2. Nice. I beat the, pro, uh, the epilogue? I did. Nice. I feel like I'm in I liked it a lot. Yeah, here. get you can just go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should sit on a shorter chair. I finished chair, the story. <laughs> uh, I would like to go into more details, but I feel like I take too long. So I'm going to move on. You I can beat... go into some details. No, I'm good. I'll save well, it for well, later. But what... Um, <laughs> the, uh, the final... Uh, like okay. the final mission or final Actually, two I like this better. Robert, you ask me questions and I'll answer them. Okay. Well, You've got questions? He's got answers. I specifically like the... Uh, uh, spoilers. Do you care? I don't care. Okay. Uh, well, Red Dead Redemption 2 spoilers. Ahead. Spoilers. Spoilers. I don't know. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Spoilers. When you're going up uh, the mountain to take out, you know, the guys in the last mission or whatever. Yep. There's that moment where you, like, come around the bend of the mountain and the music starts playing. Yes. Did you love that moment? I did. Yes. It was fantastic. Good way to end the game. Thank you. That was the moment I was talking about uh, back back when I played about it. Played and talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, It was a great set piece with the, the way the music combined... With the, you know, the vista that you just saw and everything. I Great think moment. what we should do for the next episode yes. is have like a digestion series of both God of War and Red Dead. That could be a special. In the same episode? Yeah. Oh, those specific games, not those franchises. Yeah. Come like, on. I like the like sound of that. comparing the two? Well, because they were both like, you know, the top runners for Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know I mean, ours is God of War. up there. But now that I've beaten Red Dead, I'm kind of feeling like that should have been Game of the Year instead. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wow. Scandalous. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we can. Okay. Okay. Um, it's an idea. But put yeah. a pin in it. Yeah, we'll put a pin in that for now instead yes. of doing this live on. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, you you said you wanted more post and pre-chat. Moments. This is during though. It's after. The oh, this pre- is during the show. Yeah. This oh, is, this I thought is, this was the this pre-show. Is the show. Oh, people watch. This the, is the show. Well, well, the last week's segment is the pre-show. No, that's the show. That's the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh shit. That's why I say that it needs to be kind of <laughs> uh, shortened a bit. Gotcha. So that the main topic takes up the majority of the show. Well, Please still bear with us. We'll put a we'll deaths. put a pin in this for now. <laughs> okay. Because I do want to talk more about it, but I don't want to take too much time away from the main topic. How many hours did you put into? Uh, spitting this sentence out. No, <laughs> it's a Red Dead Two. How many hours did you put into Red Dead Two? By the time you were, I don't done know. With it? I didn't look. Oh, darn! Well, I need to look though. Do it now. We'll wait. Go home. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll just I, keep recording. I don't know if that's a good idea. It's not. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not. Not. What else did you do? <laughs> I beat Mortal Kombat Eleven. Oh, wow. To ten. To tw- 10. Mortal Sorry, Kombat not 12, 11. 10. 11's not out yet. Mortal Kombat Mortal 11, Kombat 12, 10. 10. What kind of connections do you have? I beat the story for Mortal Kombat 10. Nice. Mortal uh, Kombat has a story? 
Yes. I never knew that. It's way honestly. better than Street Fighter. I didn't know that a story either. And uh, it was a good game. I liked it. It was fun. GG. Really good fighting system. I'm not like a pro at it, so yeah. Uh, I played I feel like Super Smash I talk, Brothers. I need to do what you do. Hold the microphone. Yeah. I just it's looked, the only way you get... It's, yeah. People pay attention when you... There we go. Whoa. So whenever I okay, do, I'm done. Whenever I used over, to do karaoke, I would always like <laughs> hold the microphone at the top of it and like start talking, like, singing like that, like I'm yes. a, like I'm a rock star. That's I thought very I was, cool. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. That's what my you week. Do when you're yeah. early twenties, it's over. You did more than that. You I did. Talk, you can talk more than that. <laughs> Are you sure? I keep, I keep talking. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, your I said I played too. Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm halfway through the campaign. Okay. Which is the world of light. I, I, I it blows my mind. Really that fun game. game. Has a story. It's yeah. a long story. Me too. I put like twenty hours into that so far. Jesus, it's long. That's longer than like a mainline Mario game. It's huge. There's so many fights you mind. can do because you have to unlock each character one by one. Yeah. And there's multiple fights leading up to that character in the overworld map or whatever. And uh, yeah, right now I'm only halfway God, through I it. Can't get this back to where. It- Ow, I just pinched my fingers. <laughs> I'm concerned about Kyle falling off the side of the mountain. He's leaning mountain. so far over the edge. Well, no, I'm trying to... You're, you're going to fall into that bay over there. What? There's no mountain over here. We're, we're on top of a mountain. That's why you can see huh? the bay behind us. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're, you're, it's not you're, real. You're, it's an illusion. <laughs> like the game, man. It, it, oh. We're not in the Animus right now. Way to break it to them, man. (laughs) Stay in character. It's okay. We're still in the Matrix. We're always in the Matrix. I I took the blue pill a long time ago. (laughs) Explains a lot. (laughs) What else you got for us, man? Um, I think that's it. I'll end it here to make you happy. I so won't take too much time. When you We're guys, done. When you guys think Ubisoft, no more. what are the first things that come to your mind when you when you think of a game uh, that, that Ubisoft makes? Open world towers. I was going to say open world. Open world collect-a-thon, uh, randomly repetitive bull crap. Side activities, collect-a-thon. So their main franchises as of late have been anything involving Tom Clancy, Assassin's Creed, and Far Cry. They do more, true, but those are like their that's their bread and butter. Uh, their current trend and people have called it's called the ubification of games, where ubification every, everything's just an open world bland thing where you go here, collect the stuff, go there, collect the stuff, go here, collect the stuff, mm. um, open up the ne- the next radio, climb the radio tower to open up the next area to go there and collect the stuff and go there collect the stuff. It's the same thing over and over. What started that? was Assassin's Creed, the first Assassin's Creed game, because it had those those towers that you would climb, yeah. and it fit in with with the continuity of the game, because the, 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 the theme of being, you know, one with the eagle and have the, having the eagle vision and unlocking the map, it all made sense. But then going forward, with Assassin's Creed 2, and especially uh, Brotherhood and Revelations, they found a formula. And then all of a sudden, Far Cry 3, the crew, Ghost Recon, um, I'm pretty sure the next Splinter Cell game is going to be along the same lines. Maybe not with the radio towers. They've kind of done away with that. But what is it about that 
that formula that is so addictive because mm. I can't quite put my finger on it. I love how much oh, – let me rephrase that. I hate how much I love <laughs> some Ubisoft games. <laughs> it just – it doesn't make sense because they're all the same thing just with different skins rehashed over and over again. Yeah. And it – Same I, gameplay I, I loops. On them. Yes. I've been playing Far Cry 4 for – what, a week and a half, two weeks now? A little while. Yeah, and I've already put 25, 26 hours into it. I'm mm-hmm. 60% of the way done with it. Makes me so happy. Uh, it, it sucks because the the story, I think there are a total of 32 campaign missions in that game, and I've done 23 of them. Whoa. And all I do is I go to a radio tower, do every outpost, take them all over within the range of that radio tower, do all the missions, do all the collectibles, Go to the next radio tower, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. I did that same thing with Assassin's Creed, not Odyssey because I haven't played that, but Assassin's Creed Origins. Did the same thing with Black Flag. Uh, started playing Rogue. Did the same thing in Far Cry Three. Far Cry Three Blood Dragon. It's just never that, stops. It's it, never going to stop. It's it doesn't even feel like you're making progress. The only progress you get yeah. is little story progress mm-hmm. in Far Cry and the next gun. How is it fun? I don't get it. I, I, I can't wrap my hand around my hand. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around. <laughs> I just can't squeeze. You can squeeze and hold on for dear life. What is it about that game that appeal that those franchises, oh. the Ubisoft franchises, that appeal to the two of you? Because I, I can't I can't comprehend why I get so stuck in these games that I have no personal investment and no emotional investment and mm. I don't care what happens to the characters at all. That's it's an interesting question. Never really thought about why I love it so much. But as you know people who watch us know I I love all the Assassin's Creed games, all the Far Cry games. Yeah. I I like the formula. I like the I guess the famili- familiarity of it. I butchered that word. Sorry. <laughs> When you get one of those games, you know exactly what you're getting yeah. and how what to expect. Exactly, and see, I love not knowing what to expect in a game because I'm I'm a bland, boring person in normal life. I'm sorry, I am. So I what? like, I like that is baloney, sir. You got me I, into Brooklyn Nine Nine. You got me into Letterkenny. Those are vastly different shows. True, it is not true, Robert. Um, you watch Arrested Development and Game of Thrones. True, you watch every movie known to mankind. Well, just games you like to run, sir. Stuff. I have yeah. seen your Instagram. Okay, okay. You are a funny guy. You have a picture of a <laughs> random picture of Sammy Davis Jr. in your garage. Yeah, you got a sombrero yeah. <laughs> and swords. Yeah. What are you well, talking it, about? Okay, in in my video game life, <laughs> okay, okay I'll, I'm I'll, pretty milk toast. How about that? I'll admit to that. I've never I, heard that phrase before, but I'll more admit. like burnt toast. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like crispy toast. I like Burnt it toast a little, is good. Yeah. What's um, wrong with you guys? <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Every so I like the game is burnt toast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I know what I'm getting myself into, and I like the formula. I like unlocking a new area, feeling like I can digest everything in it before moving on. I like that feeling <clears throat> when it's just uh, like one big open world. You can go do whatever you want. Like open up from the beginning. That always is like a little intimidating to me. I like it when there's stuff that I have to uncover it. So it's like, okay, I just have this area. I do that. And then the next area opens up. It's not okay. as intimidating to me as like, uh, 
I guess God of War was a little bit like that because you have the whole lake opens up and you can go to any one of these places that you want. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know which one I should go to. I don't know. And I know it's just supposed to be go where you want, but my brain doesn't work like that in video games. I want to, I kind of want to be led, I guess, in some ways. So what about, ah, damn it, I can't. You would love the Fable games. In that I, could, case. I could never get into those. <laughs> what about a franchise like Elder Scrolls or Fallout? Because those aren't open world in the same sense as. Damn it! <laughs> what is going yeah, on with just, your microphone? Just take it off and just hold it like you were doing. Yeah, do that. I have to unplug it to do that. You know, you could just be. Uh, what about because uh, oh. like, Skyrim isn't the same? Yeah. Isn't the same cookie cutter open world? As a, as a Ubisoft game, it's different. It opens up the whole world, and yeah, your main mission points you to the direction you're supposed to go, but you can go anywhere. You can do yeah. anything, and you like that game. I do. I have a harder time, uh, like in those games, I have a harder time like going out and exploring stuff. I guess because, it, like I said, it's it's all open, it's all there, so I don't know where to go. So I just follow the story missions. Yeah, and then I just kind of whatever's along the way, I'll I might figure or go over there and find that or do whatever. But, um. I like the Ubisoft model more, which I do love the Elder Scroll games, but yeah. Don't you wish though that one time you'd play a game from them and it'd be different? Like No. In- Beyond Good and Evil Two? Yeah. I have a feeling that's gonna be pretty basic cookie cutter Ubisoft. I don't think so. I think they're gonna go full on innovative mode and I feel like that's delivered an astounding game. Ubisoft hasn't innovated anything since I was in high school. Just dance. How many Just Dance games have there been? No, that, no, I'm, I'm joking. Like that's the last time they innovated was when they made the first Just Dance. They had Child of Light, and Laser Tag, and Valiant Hearts. Child of Light and Valiant Hearts. They had a couple people or a smaller and Rayman. They did. They did do Rayman. Um, I don't have faith that Beyond Good and Evil Two is going to be anything much different. I, it'll be different, but I don't think it'll be much different than what we're used there's, to with the basic for- formula of Ubisoft. There's a lot to be seen. Yeah. Um, still a lot in the air. I get what you're talking about, Robert, mm-hmm. with with that feeling, that satisfaction that you get from collecting all the things before going on, like that sense of completion before going on to mm-hmm. the next area. And that's what I hate because I, I get that same sense of completion that yeah. you do. I don't like leaving things undone. I hate that I feel like, based on my, my play style, that's, that's, I'm being forced to do it even though I'm not. With my – I don't have OCD, but – it's pretty darn close when it comes to a game like that. If there's something to be done, I'm going to do it before I go on to the next thing. Um, I've always been like that in games, and I hate it because it doesn't feel like I'm playing a video game. It feels like I'm doing work. I'm putting in time to something that doesn't uh, amount to anything. And The argument could be made that video games are that in general. <laughs> well, I don't feel that way at all. I think that there are more innovative ways to have an open-world game. And God of War is a, a prime example of that. Even uh, Spider-Man, just based on the, how small the world is, mm-hmm. it felt like there was more to do because of how compact it was and the variety of different things there were to do. It did get a little formulaic at some point, and that's just how open-world games yeah. are. What about you, Kyle? You kind of do the same thing that I do. You wait until there's a game on sale to buy. I do, usually. And yeah. I've been doing that with Far Cry since Far Cry 4 that I just got. Yeah, I mean, uh, with the Assassin's Creed games, I mean, I bought those at launch up to Origins, I think. Oh, no, no, it was uh, the England one. I can't remember the name Syndicate. Now. Syndicate. I Thank haven't you. played that or Unity or Odyssey. 
Oh, wait, I didn't play uh, Unity at launch either. Okay. The last one I got on launch was 3. That or was no, the... no, no, Black Flag. Sorry, Black Flag. For me, it was 3. And uh, Black Flag was great. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember loving the hell out of that. It's because they innovated. Yeah. They they took that formula and put it in the sea with a totally different combat style. They did, yeah. And Syndicate just didn't look very spectacular to me. Neither did Unity. Yeah. I wasn't blown away by the co-op. You know, that that was what they were promoting at the time for I Unity. I remember that, yeah. I remember. And I was like, why? Wanting it so badly. Because hmm. I could, I always thought that playing a game like Assassin's Creed it took me back to when we used to play Rainbow Six together. Right. We talked about that mm-hmm. in, um, on the last episode. Go back and listen to that if you haven't. But uh, in high school, we used to go over to Kyle's place and would play Rainbow Six together. Yeah. Because I love that idea that we could plan what we're going to do, like surround a compound or a room or something, plan and plot what we're going to do and then try to execute it and see it all fall apart and us running around yelling at each other <laughs> and at the... No more like you yelling at me. I, I would... <laughs> I could see that. That's probably true. <laughs> I know I, I yelled and sang at the uh, the NPCs a lot, but I, I, I liked the idea of being able to do that in a game like Assassin's Creed because every Assassin's Creed game up to that point had been a fully focused single-player campaign. But it was so poor, poorly Im- implemented... Easy it was. for me to say. <clears throat> and plus they had the whole Excuse me. controversy of the microtransactions. <laughs> also easy for you to say. We're not God, drunk, I, can't I promise. <laughs> I feel like I am. It's the end of a long week. <laughs> it's been a rough work week it again. It really has uh, been. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. But I I don't know. I, I hate the lack of innovation with Ubisoft, but I love playing the games and I think it's because I can zone out and not pay attention to what I'm doing and in Far Cry the shooting is fun and in Assassin's Creed Mm -hmm. the stealth thing is fun I think that's what it is that I can get into about it but I crave innovation I crave something different that's why I was talking about High Hell earlier High Mm -hmm. Hell is a completely different style of game you have each mission is like 30 seconds to 5 minutes long you have one mission, one side mission. When you're done, you jump off the edge of the map and you're done with that level and you go on to the next one. It is fucking ridiculous. Also, tagline on the back of the box. <laughs> um, if uh, Devolver Digital is looking for someone in marketing, I could up my skills just a little bit. and I think Your business play. card does a marketing. It does, but it shouldn't because I'm not in marketing <laughs> at my current job. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to say. It's, it's the... Every single franchise, every game that Ubisoft comes out with is a game that I'm like, well, I know exactly what I'm getting, so I'm going to wait until it's a price that I'm willing to pay for it. And it's usually about 15 bucks now. But they spend millions and millions of dollars and have like tens of thousands of people involved. If you Not tens of thousands, literally, but if, if you ever sit through the credits from a Ubisoft game... It's a long. Sit. There are some that are there yeah. for like forty-five minutes to take to go. I, I, Most of it is all the lo- you know the localization groups like, for the different languages. With how many people are involved in the the development process of that mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. and then you see games like Far Cry use the same not only the same formula but the same engine and most a lot of the same styles of. Uh, of, of the graphics and assets from the previous iterations, mm-hmm. and they're they're more like expansions that they're charging sixty bucks for than anything else. That's one reason why I like that New Dawn is forty bucks, though. 
Yeah, I th- and they're they're not they're not shy about the fact that we're we're using the same map. It's right. basically just a big expansion because it's a continu- direct continuation of the story. I think a lot of that though was because of backlash that they got from Primal because they released that at sixty bucks, didn't they? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I that- didn't play it till I think a year after it came out. That's my point. <laughs> you wait for it to go on sale, and <laughs> yes. that's when you buy it because you know exactly. And even Primal changed it up a little bit by adding yeah. it or by putting it into the context of. You know, sticks and stones. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, and I'm fun. looking forward to getting done with four so I can play that. I I don't know what else to complain about, really. I've played pretty much every Ubisoft game in most of their mainline series, franchises, mm. up to this point. We all have, I would say, for most of us, just about. I hate how much I want to play Ghost Recon Wildlands. I played... <laughs> The, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I played the open. Is trial. that a co-op game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, of course, all their games are multiplayer now. Well, I know, but I, I thought this was still like in the age of single player only. This was after Far Cry Four, wasn't it? Yeah, Far Cry oh, Four okay. is co-op. Okay, okay. but um, I never I played say? it co-op. But see, I played the uh, the open beta, the trial version mm-hmm. of it, for maybe five or six hours, and I felt like I got everything out of it that I could. And I still want to go back and play it. And I think it was because I played The Division, which was a horrible mistake. Mm-hmm. I should not have played that game, but... Yeah, I'm glad I averted that one. Yeah, Well, I only played it because... The gameplay just did not impress me at all. Because of the topic of our previous episode mm-hmm. of the podcast. I'm, I'm, If you can't tell now, I'm trying to calm down a little bit. <laughs> I get a little fired up when talking about Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we get fired chose up about a topic. few subjects. I'm, That's why we love you. I didn't do any research into some of the stuff that they do that I'm less thrilled about when it comes to big pub- publishers <laughs> because they're not the worst at stuff like that. I don't, and I like to keep this podcast as positive as possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, my eyes got so big. Positive. That's <laughs> what possible. we appreciate about you. <laughs> Is that what you appreciate about me? <laughs> Letter Kenny. It's a good show. It really is. I. They hit a formula, though. Yes. This is going to sound a little repetitive because now I've hit a formula for this episode. They applied it to a fucking driving game and then made a <laughs> sequel about that driving game. That's a good point. Like, why? How? <laughs> How? How did they... They? they I, I, I never played the crew, but I when it was first announced, I was excited about the idea of having... A whole map of the U.S. to drive around. Yeah, I was like, "That's really cool." You know, drive through all the states. Like forced and... online only. Was it? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I, that. Well, I, I was pretty sure they were they were trying to explain it like it was an MMO. Maybe they changed it before it came out because mm. I played the open beta before that came out. But... I don't know, but I I remember playing yeah the beta, their demo or whatever, and I just I didn't like the feel of it at all, so I never picked it up. Yeah, but the open world part of it always attracted me to it. That's probably why, like, Forza Horizon 4 was like, okay, yeah, I'm totally going to get that. Because you knew that it was going to be, the, like, that that open well, world. Well, I've been on that game since the beginning, though. That series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've, yeah, I've always loved the Horizon games. Do you, Kyle? Yes. Think that Ubisoft could change things up for Beyond Good and Evil 2? Probably not. I don't think they're capable of it. Wow, you went. <laughs> yeah, you were so positive you, you about me, it. Like, you talked me out of it. I just said I don't think they're going to. I was hoping you would <laughs> still have kept your argument because I wanted to hear what what th- you think I they think could. They and what? Uh, did, oh, you didn't play the first one though, did you? No. How do you think it'll be different? 
Uh, I want to know what you guys how. There's been a lot of disappointments with Ubisoft. Yes, Watch Dogs is one of them. I can't believe I forgot about Watch Dogs. Yeah, yeah. that game was a total. I still never misfire. Watch Dogs. Don't. I played it for like an hour. Or two Completely generic rip off of GTA. The hacking system was so poorly designed and implemented because basically you would you know manipulate the camera. Yeah. And as you were driving or making way through like a alleyway or something, like you just have random pop-ups saying hack, hack, hack. We could probably talk and for then, an hour just about hacking mini games. Well, oh, no, for this you just hold games. you hold a button and then it just does it automatically. <laughs> it's not really hacking. That's fantastic. So it kind of just was like what what's the point of this mechanic? Hmm. When all it did was just, you know, Cause dis- disruptions to the chase. <laughs> I still do uh, want to play the second one someday, though. Because I I've heard, heard they, it was all right. Yeah, but I've heard they totally went SJW on it. And well, said, I, nah. I think that was kind of the the point of the franchise from the get go. Yeah, they just made the first one seem like first Watch Dogs kind of felt like to me like they were taking the new Splinter Cell game that was supposed to have been made, and after Blacklist and changing it into something new altogether to say, oh, we do have a new IP. We're not just <laughs> Tom Clancy and yeah, Far it Cry and Assassin's It wasn't Creed. the greatest IP. I, I, I don't, don't think it's going to mm. amount to much. Can, can they change? I really want... I'm having difficulty because... Even if you don't think a they're lot going of... to now, what, what, what do you think they could change for, for Beyond Good and Evil 2? How do you think it would be different? I th- I feel like the best thing they can do is make it like an expansive uh open MMO style game. That's the problem. Is how how can you have an open world and not still have these same collectathon tropes? Well well no, I was getting there. Uh you know games like uh um I, I don't remember the names now. But like Galactic Civilizations where a lot of players would get together and form an economy or something. So Galactic Civilization is a single player. That's an RTS, but there's like a massively multiplayer game. And I can't remember the name of it, but I feel like they can go that route. Star Wars Galaxies did that. Well, it was like a space vessel or like space cruiser simulator. Okay. I can't recall the name. There's a few of those. Because I've never more, played it. More recent one? Uh, Yeah. Um. It came out, I think, a year ago. Oh, man, 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 man. man. Is it called, like, Endless Space or something like that? Endless Space is another 4X game in the style of Galactic Civilizations. No. I know. I'm terrible with names for games I don't play. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. It was one of those, like, heavily kickstarted games. Like, uh, it's like EVE Online. Yeah. But basically, it's like a smaller, more compact version of that. And not as spreadsheety. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's Eve Online. <laughs> but it came out. I read a story about it the other day. Like, it sounded really cool. Like, God, there was a guy lost in space, and other players, like, formed this rat pack, fuel pack group, or whatever it was called, to go rescue him. Because uh-huh. he jumped too many times and he couldn't get back. Gotcha. Because he had no fuel. You, I've heard stories. But it sounded pretty cool. Let us know what game we're talking about, because I know what the fucking game is, but I can't <laughs> think of the name of it. Um, I can't recall. I've heard stories of like from Eve Online, and Eve Online has some of the the coolest stories behind it. If you go into like the the subreddit and just watching some videos of like these massive battles that cost 
like billions of in-game cur- credit currency things, whatever the credits are, yeah, whatever hmm. the currency is in that game, and just massive amounts of man hours and amount to nothing. It's so great watching people plan this stuff and watching the the build to it and to sometimes it out. turns into nothing it's it, really interesting to read some of these stories it really oh. is and uh, I feel like with Beyond Good and Evil 2 it could be to Ubisoft's advantage to shake it up a lot instead of relying on their past successes I, I think they take more risks they'll see more of an audience because that game that first one came out a long time ago yeah it was I- like 2002 and that was a completely different style of game. Yeah, it's no, it's not Ubisoft even didn't develop similar that, to. Did they? Uh, they probably published it, but I don't. I'm thinking they didn't develop. Well, they it. own the license, so I'm branding it as an Ubisoft game. Yeah, I mean they're making Beyond Good and Evil too. Yeah, I'm just saying that I, I don't think I don't know who developed. I don't know who developed it. I but, could be wrong. But I don't know. But uh, I feel like it'd be a great game to keep an eye on in the future. I think that's their one shining star of a new IP or not new IP but new revitalized revitalization IP. Yeah. of an IP alright so I am going to change this up just a little bit because I do want to talk about and it is something that goes in line with this because there are trends in video games Ubisoft has followed trends that's what they do mm-hmm. um, Anthem is a copy paste of another trend which is the online squad based shooter and that's been a, a big thing lately and Anthem has gotten some very middling to bad reviews. Yeah, I've seen that. And its third release date was, is today, the day that we're recording this. Third. <laughs> yeah, today's the release date. Release release date. That. They had yeah. a spreadsheet. Okay, it's becoming commonplace now for people to have for companies to release spreadsheets based on their pre-orders. Yeah. And now they have spreadsheets for what day you're going to actually have access to the fucking it's game. It's ridiculous. I saw that. Yeah, it was pretty abysmal. Like me as a casual person, not caring about the game at all yeah. i still had no idea what day it actually came out that's the point though yeah. they're that's bad they're trying to get you to they're trying to confuse you to the point of just saying okay i'll get the the top of the line one so i don't miss out on any of this and i can play it as early as possible hmm. that's what the the whole point of that is but i'm getting off on another rant <laughs> i get so angry about these things you're very the, passionate i you're a passionate am. man i love video games and i hate these fuckwads that are making it into just all yeah. about the money, and there's, nobody does it for the. There's lo- been a lot of disappointments man. this month in general. Yeah, oh like god, Crackdown Three, Ex- and, Metro uh, Exodus. Yeah, that being you know Epic exclusive, that sucks. Far Cry New. I Dawn. have heard really good things about Metro. I mean, it, it sounds like a fantastic game, but I just that really irked me. I've when uh, it became Epic exclusive because I was actually going to pre-order the game the day that they said that it was not going to be on Steam anymore, oh. and I even checked. I'm like, what? And I went to the Steam store page. Okay, and so it was... that makes more sense why you're so upset. <laughs> We've been talking yeah. about this behind the scenes, and I don't understand. I see why it's a problem, because they said it was going to be on Steam. Yes. And then they said it wasn't going to be. I now was actually I get, getting excited for it. I get why you're so upset now, because you're yeah. going to pre-order it that mm-hmm. day, and that's when they said that it wasn't going to be available on yeah. Steam anymore. it was bullshit. I think yeah. that Epic is making really, really good moves to make make an incentive for people to jump to their platform and to have their platform available because you don't have to choose one or the other. You can have both platforms. It's okay to download two pieces of fucking software. People can download iTunes and Spotify. They can go to Pandora. I mean, you have Netflix, you have Hulu, you have Amazon Prime. A lot of people still have cable for some reason. Um, 
it's okay to have competition. It is, but at the same time, I I know as a consumer, my money's better spent on a Steam, you know, purchase. Valve gets more money though, instead of the people that are making the game getting more money, so that they can put it back into development of that game and make the game better or make another sequel. to That it. may be true. true, but I'd rather have my money go to Steam making something than Epic Games Valve doesn't making... make anything. You just said they made thirty percent. They make money. They don't make. They don't do anything extra with that money. They just hoard the money. That's what they, that is. they, they hoard they, the money. They they get money so that they can keep making more money. That's what a corporation does, man. They hoard the money. They just keep it. Well, they don't put it into. I'd anything. rather Steam get bigger than Epic Games launcher getting bigger. I totally disagree. One hundred percent. I don't want one hundred percent. I don't like Epic's games. I don't. I'm, I'm not a fan of any of their games. I'm a fan of having competition for. For major platforms, I wish I think I've said this before. I wish YouTube had a a, a contender yeah. to the level that this platform allows us to be accessible to anybody. Yeah, Con- but it's not a true exclusive. It's a timed exclusive. It's going to be on Steam in a year. Yeah, exactly. And that's ridiculous. Competition <sighs> breeds innovation. It really there is does. no innovation it's- happening though. It's just yeah. uh, Epic yet. being. Uh, you know, listen though, what they're doing is making. I, I'm not gonna say that you're wrong. I'm saying I disagree, and oh, I'm gonna I tell you why I disagree. Okay, if people are jumping to Epic right now because they're making the developers or publishers are making more money selling their product on the Epic storefront, it's gonna force Valve at some point, maybe not right away, but at some point, to look at how much money they're taking and then lower their own cut. And less people will stop doing. Less people will be doing these timed exclusives because it'll just make the marketplace better for developers and then customers. I'm hoping. In this particular case, I think it's more upsetting to the customer. I think with this particular case, I do agree. Yes, because with, of the way they undercut all of those people. With this particular, they lost a lot of, of sales because of it. I'm sure. Well, yeah. If you announce that you're going to release like, a game on a platform, I you should release the game on the platform. I mean, they you say you're they going. did it with barely any notice, like that they were going to do it. Yeah. They just did it the same day. I get that, but and it was like, wow, the, that was really like shocking from their point of view. I I'll, I'll hand it to you. Yes, Metro Exodus should have been on Steam the day they said it was going going to be when they allowed it on Steam for pre-orders to begin with. Even though those people that pre-ordered it got it on Steam and will get all the updates and expansions as they release also on Steam. Mm-hmm. The people that didn't yet get it getting screwed out of that. Yeah. But I'm you have a PlayStation, you have a Switch, you have I an do. Xbox. Yeah. It's it's the console exclusives are the same thing. Well, each console has different levels of exclusives. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not supposed to be the, the the case. They're supposed to have their own exclusives because that's what the consoles are built around. But but this is just like a launcher for PC. It's a, it's a platform for PC games. Yeah, and a console is a platform for console games. But Steam is a much better platform than Epic Game Launcher. It might be more user-friendly right uh, now because of how new Epic game launcher is well they're still, still they're way behind steam in delivering a similar experience oh they've got 15 years heads up on epic well yeah but i just feel like steam is a much better platform it is for in right my now opinion, absolutely in my opinion but if anybody's looking for a new indie game which i do a lot i can't find them on steam anymore because there's millions of them <laughs> There are like twelve to to 
30 games a day that release on Steam, mm, and you can't keep up with that. Whereas Epic, they, as of right now, and this is my number one problem with Steam, is that they don't curate anything themselves. They just allow anything that is anything to be on their platform unless it's, as they put it, actually like trolling or illegal. If it's a troll game, a fake game, as they call it, or something that's like breaking a copyright law, then they won't allow it on their platform. But anything else is just up for grabs. There's no curation. That's why indie games right now that are releasing on the Nintendo Switch are having such high sales numbers specifically on Switch compared to Steam because there's no visibility on that platform. There's too much crap on it. And if there's a um, if there's money behind this Epic storefront, it'll force Steam to look at what Epic is doing and how it's better for the customer at the end of it to have a curated store that they can find good actually intended to be sold to the public products rather than games that are just meant to be farmed for their the collectibles like the the trading cards that drop in come, right yeah that whole i mean not all of steam is great but i just feel like there's a lot of features that steam has I that epic uh needs to find a way to incorporate into their own launcher yeah before i consider using it well yeah i'm not saying that you have to jump ship or like try to get everything that you have on steam to be on epic i just think that I, I don't see why there's a problem with having more than one. Well, I, I just feel like, uh, as a consumer anyway, like I trust Steam as a user of it. And you're allowed to, to do that, and you can... Like Origin? I don't trust that well, at I, all. I hate EA. <laughs> I hate EA. And I Ubisoft, you need to have the launcher. Game. You need the Ubisoft launcher to uh, play Ubisoft games. Even if you buy them on Steam, which is... Yes. Dog shit. It is. It's dog shit. That's makes why no I sense. just choose to buy them on the Ubisoft on UPlay, which is probably what their end game was anyway. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with digital, like it being digital. Yeah, the the it's DRM. It's not physical. Yeah. If it's physical, then I can let's get physical. I can see physical. the like Robert has a really good collection of Xbox One and PS4 games, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know. You can appreciate your collection more if you can see it. I do. But if it's digital, you know, it could just disappear one day. Yeah. You wouldn't know what happened to it. Absolutely. So why don't you get Metro Exodus on Xbox or PS4? Because uh, I own a PC, and I've only played that series on PC. Oh, I thought you were about and, to make uh, me happy with your PC Master Race <laughs> I was. Uh, I thought you were going that direction with it. I was going to get really happy. No, I just love Metro on PC. It looks phenomenal. Like, it's a night and day difference. Like, I played Metro 2033 on Xbox 360, and that was my first exposure to the game. And I played it on PC, replaying it when Last Light was about to come out, and I was blown away by how good that looked. And yeah. this was before they released the Redux yeah. versions. I was like, holy crap, this is like a totally different game. Because, <laughs> you know, there's so many intricate details that flourish in the game that make it more immersive. But that's just... My personal preference. The, Metro 2033, the lighting in that game can make all the difference in the ambiance. It can make, make, like, fully suck you into that game because it's all about the creepy dark tunnels and mm. the kind of the claustrophobic feeling of it. I think that was what a lot of people that gave middling to negative reviews on on Exodus was about. It was, it was a lot of open world stuff, not open world, but a lot of open space. Well, yeah, it's it's different, but at the same time, it got a lot of. Yeah. Decent scores. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad that they're not just sticking with the same old, same old, because that's exactly what I was complaining about Ubisoft doing. Yeah. Speaking of Ubisoft, 
Oh, my neck just popped. <laughs> I'm wow. sorry. Wow. That probably grossed you guys out. Oh, it felt really good to me, though. I bet it did. Speaking of Ubisoft? Should we get back on the main topic? No, I'm, d- I'm done talking about them. <laughs> Except their, the Uplay, Uplay launcher sucks. I, I, I kind of want to keep talking about <laughs> the, the Epic Game Store, at least while we wrap this episode I think up. that's what the real main topic is. Maybe we should just... <laughs> I think know, it was a dual topic. Yeah, I was going to say, we probably need to change the this. name of the episode. Uh, yeah, we, we can <laughs> we do that. Evolved. We can do that. But on my computer right now, I have Steam. I have the Epic Game Store. I have the Bethesda Launcher. I have good old games, Gal- GOG Galaxy. I had Desura before they shut down. Um, God, Origin. What other ones are there? There are a, a ton of them. And yeah, I was getting upset by them all, like each publisher having their own thing that you could only exclusively get their games on. But honestly, if they're selling more than their own stuff on it, and they're competitive with Steam, especially a company like CD Projekt Red with good old games, because GOG is great. GOG, what they started out doing was fantastic. They would take old games that wouldn't run on modern machinery and upgrade them to run on modern PCs, which was fantastic. And they were all DRM-free, so you could download all of those install files, keep them forever, never have to worry about your game being taken away for being pirated because it didn't have a layer of Denuvo or it didn't have Steam DRM or Uplay or Origin or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now you can get all those games in a launcher and not have to worry about downloading the install files and keeping them. Cause I, at one point had like on my external hard drive, I had a folder for just GOG install files of all the games that I had bought there. And it was like probably 50 gigabytes worth of just install files. Now I don't have to do that because they have their own launcher. I think that innovation and competition is, is good for, it's good for the entire market. It's good for consumers to have more than one option. I think we're at a good balance with the consoles. What do you mean? With PS4 and Xbox and Nintendo Switch. The fact that Sony and Nintendo have really good... I mean, they all offer pretty decent exclusives. I mean, Robert would uh, probably be able to attest to Xbox One's exclusives with Forza and Halo and Gears and... That's a good point, though. You're not yeah. mad that you can't get Halo on PlayStation, are you? No. Or that you can't get Mario on your Xbox? Nope. Because I, I, Robert I, doesn't play those games. <laughs> right? I would play Mario if I had a Oh, Switch. really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you didn't care Remember, about I Mario. Wanted, I wanted to switch so bad when uh, Odyssey oh. came out and Breath yeah. of the Wild. And, yeah. That's right. Uh, no, I like, I like having certain franchises and things on different consoles. I feel like if it was... Because if they were all every game on every console, why would I need a PlayStation and an Xbox? I right. wouldn't. I would just yeah. need one. Yeah. I like having exclusives for both so I can have both and have like this is my you know, my racing first person shooter, whatever. Here's my good story driven adventure games, you know. Mm-hmm. I like having the the two separate ones and feeling like they both offer something. Yeah. It's it helps with the identity of the console, I think. It does it helps a lot with that. When we were talking I just thought of this. I'm going to make you eat some words of yours. <gasps> okay. Oh, yeah. When That's we were talking for. about microtransactions <laughs> and time savers, yeah. you said it was an option for the player. Correct. And you said options for the player are good. They are. 
Epic Storefront is another option. Maybe to buy stuff on. Maybe I'm just a Steam fanboy. <laughs> that's there perfectly logical. I, that, <laughs> that's is. a legitimate <laughs> argument. You can be a fanboy of something, and that yeah. is absolutely 100%. I mean, I, I still believe it. that Half-Life 3 is going to come one day, even though it's been pretty much shit Confirmed that it's dead. It's shit canned, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, a little part of me, like, prays and hopes that... This will become a reality. <laughs> you're you're completely that, that we actually live in the best timeline. <laughs> I, I really hope one day. I think a worse timeline would be Half Life Three came out and everybody was disappointed by it because it didn't live up to this 17 year hype. That's whatever. Duke Nukem Forever though. Exactly, and that's exactly yeah. what Half Life Three would be if it ever came but, out. But no, this is Valve. Half Life Forever. I mean, they they make so much money from all these developers that. They're ripping off, according to you. I'm not saying they're ripping them off. <laughs> I never once even insinuated uh, they were ripping them off. I, I just feel like uh, if that were to actually come to fruition, it would be worth the wait one day. I think what would happen before that is they would reboot Half-Life. Because that's the trend. Reboot Half-Life? After 10 years. They wouldn't of, do that. After ten, Well, no, they wouldn't make Half-Life 3, though, either. After 10 years of inactivity, they're just going to reboot the franchise. Beyond Good and Evil 2 is essentially a reboot of the franchise in my eyes. It's a prequel, but in, in my eyes, it's it's kind of a reboot. Cause it's Kind of. It's yeah. not the same style of game anymore. No. And they're the protagonist is now the antagonist. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're retconning anything from the original game, which would be a reboot if they did. But I, I don't think Half Life Three should come at this point. It's been too long. If it comes, it'd be a totally different game. It'll be a mobile game. That would be the worst timeline. <laughs> no, it'd be a battle royale. That's the current trend. <laughs> yeah. That's the current trend. Oh, I forgot to mention something on my last week segment. Oh, what's up? I played Tetris ninety nine. Nice. I don't have the Switch Online. Yeah. Thing. I, I had to keep it short so I couldn't mention it. You could. <laughs> <laughs> We love flicking each other's shit. Yeah. I got to say, though, it's the first Battle Royale game that I actually enjoy playing. It is more or less a Battle Royale. I even played Apex Legends, and I hated it. I still haven't played it. I installed it a while back. Yeah, it was not worth the time or But you played with randos, The investment, yeah. You played with me. Well, I'm waiting. Let's suit up. All right. Okay. I've got it. We can we can stream it <laughs> Twitch this weekend, which is, you know, Yeah, we'll we'll be lost in the sea of swarms of people. The sea of swarms. Sea of, sea of swarms of people. I think that's the screenshot. Every time I say that, I can't find that ever again <laughs> because it's so stamp. short. Well, I don't have a timer. Tetris I have no idea how long we've been recording. Okay, Penetrate. first of all, it's got the best uh online fee. Twenty dollars for, for a, a year. year. Which is a steal. But there's not much you can do with that for right not now. Not technically a steal, because that would imply it's free. It's not. <laughs> no, that would imply <laughs> that it costs 20 bucks, but you're getting it for free. That would be a steal. You're technically getting the game for free. Yes, you are Because getting... you're online playing Smash Brothers, which so for... I also did, and that own... didn't work out so well. I don't own a single game on Switch that has online capabilities yet. Yeah. Smash is the only one, and it was super laggy. And uh, I want to play Tetris Ninety Nine. I've been watching it on. Twitch. But it was fun. I liked it a lot. Have Maybe you, I'll stream it for you. Have you seen this? I haven't watched any. Oh my god! So I, I, I'll probably I hate stream normal it. Tetris. I have so. no. I I do too. I've I've always hated Tetris, even though I was defending it as one of the best games of all time. 
I remember that yeah. vividly. Yes. Um, because it's one of the best-selling games of all time. One you better be careful. reiterated upon games. The L Block is my founding father. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just go back and watch all of our episodes. Uh, They're gold. We, we have some good ones. <laughs> some good ones. Man, uh, I had no interest though. in Tetris, and then I watched one guy play one round, and I'm like, okay, this is my new fixation when I'm It on gets Twitch. crazy, because people, you can choose who you attack, right? Yeah, you can uh, choose to attack randoms. So I started playing, I started playing. Going for KOs. Ten people targeted me. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was losing it, man. It's that's scary. What Kyle says because you know is, you got yeah. these. Like you, you know you think you're being a badass. Like, oh yeah, yeah. This fits perfect. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. you get yeah. these five lines added to the bottom of your screen. You're like fuck, <laughs> and you're just like scrambling oh, yeah. to get it done. And of course, you get that one block that's always in the fucking way, and you can't make the line go down straight oh, and clear man. four at once. Yeah, whenever you have and room like, for God. The, the, the for the, the just a regular block, that's always when you get a fucking square. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that happened to me. Oh man! I, I was love t- mortified. If you had a way Blow to it out, you stream that. Kind of. <laughs> if you had a way to stream that, I do I have was... a way to stream it. Yeah, you can stream. Uh, or I got the. Card. T- yeah. I got the technology, bro. If he can stream his, from his his <laughs> Xbox, then he can stream from his Switch. I would love to watch that. I mean, we could do that, Robert. Dude, yeah. stream it. You could come over. You could come over. Well, or you could try to stream it. You're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I said watch, not watch. Play. <laughs> It'd be fun to watch you play that. I have principles. Where are they? Not playing Tetris. Wow. I take offense to that as a founding son. That's fine. <laughs> as a founding... <laughs> is that a thing? I, I of the L Block movement. <laughs> My leader. How dare you? L for <laughs> life. L Block. <laughs> but seriously, play Tetris 99. You'll have fun. You know, I've actually been wanting to get Tetris Effect on it's the PlayStation. Fun. Oh, I heard that was good. I, yeah. Yeah, especially if you have VR. I the don't VR. Have, I don't have PSVR, but I, I, I kind of want PSVR just to play a Tetris game. Yes. That is how awesome life is right now. <laughs> is I want a VR headset for the PlayStation so I can play Tetris Effect. I want to play Resident Evil 7 in VR, dude. Could you imagine if you didn't need the controller to play Tetris Effect in VR, but instead you actually grabbed the block like yeah. with your hand and, like, Twisted it and put do it where you do want. Do 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 I'm waiting till VR is like the the holodeck. holodeck yeah, yeah. I, I think that, that's when I'll get invested. Yeah, that, well, that's that already happened. It's sense. called the Connect. Oh yeah, didn't you see how awesome the Connect works? <laughs> it's it's streamlined and it's integral to Han the success. Solo, Han Solo, Solo, Solo. It, didn't, didn't you don't you, you didn't play Star Wars Dance Off? Star Wars Connect. Yeah. That wasn't a U- was that Ubisoft? That was an Ubisoft game. <laughs> of, course. of course. Oh man, I'm glad that EA has yes. the license. I don't know if that's true. Fact check me. Uh, I don't know if it's true either, but it I doubt be. it is. Yell at us on Twitter if it's not. Yeah. Was that before EA got the license? EA's had the license for fewer six years, seven years. I was gonna say I think it was since it's Disney bought. Yeah, Lucas film. So, yeah. yeah, 2013. Yeah, so for six years, and that came out with the the original iteration of the Kinect on the Xbox yes. 360. That was a launch title for it, which was back in like 2011. I think so. Yeah, yeah. around there. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, Time Ubisoft flies. needs to needs to come up with something new. Epic Storefront is okay or no way, depending on. <laughs> 
your your view. No and, way. Uh, Star Wars Connect was terrible. And Tetris is fun. You know, twitch.tv slash pushing buttons. You should follow us there because we play games on there. and Sometimes. We, we play games on yeah. there sometimes. As much as we can. And he, he joins in on chat. Sometimes. 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 As, as much, much as, as he, he can. can. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been making a, a point to stream more. And I want some input on what games to play because I'll just sit there and play Far Cry 4 for like seven years before. Just play Tetris. I don't have it. Sign up for it. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Anyway, uh, figure out how to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pushing buttons. Nice. Subscribe. However you're listening to this podcast, there's there's some buttons down there you can click. Yeah. Click the, the heart or the like button, thumbs up or whatever, or thumbs down or unheart or whatever. Just just some feedback. We need feedback because apparently we need some. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to nobody for hours and love it. <laughs> But some feedback on how to better affect your lives yes. would be... What do you want to see from us? Yeah. You want us to see us dance more or less? We could stop dancing altogether. Anyway, thank you for listening. Click the like, subscribe, share buttons. Share. Share. That's the important yes. one. If you liked us, please let our joy... Spread the good word. Become everybody's joy. Push someone's buttons today. That's a great slogan. Thank you. Whoa! Push someone's buttons. We are today. the Pushing Buttons podcast. We're, we, no, we're just pushing buttons. We're rebranding, even yes. though all of our branding has been what we're rebranding to from the get go. Anyway, thank you for listening to this podcast. We don't know what we're talking about next time, but we're going to talk about like seventeen different. Well, things, we apparently. we had an idea, but we put a pin in that. We're now. putting pins in everything because yeah. we started <laughs> off talking about Ubisoft and finished off by talking about Tetris this time. Wow! Yeah. That was cool. That's that's the great thing about it's, this format. I like I like it's that better. <laughs> that's the great thing about this format. I like yeah. the you know the stuff that just spontaneously happens. That's I that's like gold. that a lot that's more. This podcast it's gold, Jerry. Yes. Do you like it? Let us know. <laughs> Feedback. Pushingbuttonspodcast.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. <laughs> However, you're listening to it, we will see you. Bye. Adios. Love you.